welcome to another episode of the Open Doors Live podcast with your hosts, Mike Gore, Jocelyn Gotto, and James Kazina. This podcast is an all-in-one devotional, essential for anyone trying to figure out how to follow Jesus in today's world. Each month, we'll release four different episodes, including stories from the field, preaching, and conversations with special guests. For more information, head over to opendoors.org.au or opendoors.org.nz. Here's today's episode. Years of war have taught Alia to be patient. Being a mother of five probably has something to do with it too. A recent convert to Christianity, she doesn't put her new identity on display, but she still wears a white veil, as is custom, and extended Muslim family don't know that her new faith is secret. But Alia doesn't hide it either. She said, my life has changed now. All people around me can see. Alia's life has been full of constant change. Married at 13 to a 40-year-old man, then the children came, three daughters and two sons, any more recent years since the onset of the Syrian civil war, continual upheaval and trauma. First, the Syrian rebels came to their town in 2012. The family fled to Raqqa, which at the time was still under government control. In 2014, the self-proclaimed Islamic State claimed Raqqa as its capital, and the atmosphere changed completely. She said, we had to wear black robes. Women needed to be completely covered. For Alia, the worst was still to come. She said, for us, it didn't feel at all like they were really Muslims. They were killers, killers of people. There was no religion. They forced women to work with them. One day I was heading to a shop and there was a gathering of people and I went there. They were beheading people. Leaving Raqqa for Ali and her family wasn't an option. They had become poor and sold all of their valuable things. Even more distressing, Ali and her husband lost contact with one of their sons. He went missing for about seven months. Alia said, we knew nothing about him. Later we heard that he died. He was in a bus that was bombed. In 2016, the situation in Raqqa became even more urgent. One day, Alia said, one of our daughters went to school. She was not fully covered and she was seen by the men of IS. They came to our house and complained. They said that we should bring our daughter to them the next day. They would have given our daughter to one of their men as a slave. Ali and her family managed to escape to Damascus and planned to continue on to a city in the northeast. Alia had a sister there and it offered an opportunity for one of Alia's daughters to sit for her school exams. I believed Allah would help us, Alia said. But when they landed, their baggage failed to arrive. A nearby man noticed the family's panic. I'm a pastor, he said, offering to help. Alia was wary, not sure who to trust anymore. She declined his offer, but accepted his business card. It contained his name, George, and his phone number. When it became clear that the family of six was too much for her sister's home, Alia started to search for a house to rent. She only found more heartache. One property owner made it plain that he expected inappropriate favors from Alia in return for renting the house to her. It upset her so much, Alia ended up sick in hospital. That's when she remembered the business card. 
When she called the pastor, he said that he could help. Pastor George arranged for the Muslim family to move into a house organised by their small alliance church. When we were at the house, I was in peace, Alia said. I saw the pastor was an honest man. I wanted to know more about that church. So I went for the first time to a church service. The preacher spoke about forgiveness. It made me cry. I became emotional. He spoke about this verse, when someone hits you on one cheek, you need to turn the other cheek to him. When Alia came home, she returned to her Islamic prayers. But she said to herself, I want to go one more time. Alia went to a Tuesday Bible study. She said she stayed and listened. Alia said, what really attracted me was the pastor and his wife and his mother. They were all helping me, asking how I was doing, taking care of me. The church felt as one big family. Alia returned again and again. She asked questions of the pastor and his wife. They explained more and more about the Bible. Eventually, Alia asked for an audio Bible because her reading was not so strong. Alia said, I started to listen and I felt so confused. I felt lost. I stopped praying as a Muslim. That was quite a step for someone raised in a conservative Muslim family. In Islam, when they would pray, they repeated what the preacher said. But as Alia started to pray as a Christian, she felt so relieved. She said, my daily circumstances didn't change, but I started to see that Jesus really is who he says he is. Alia continued to go to church. The Muslim prayer stopped. She said, I just couldn't pretend that I was a Muslim. I started talking to Jesus. I started to see that it wasn't by accident that we came to the city. Jesus wanted me to be in that place. Naturally, the family noticed. Her brother cut off his financial support. Alia and her husband once owned houses and cars, and now they were supported by the Alliance Church. Alia said to God, now you are responsible for me. As your child, I only have you. Now her daughters and her sons are all married. They remain Muslim as does her husband, but the children have accepted their mother's new faith as long as she doesn't mention it to their spouses. But Alia is patient. Jesus is my life now, she said. I was blind, now I see. I hope my family will be saved too. She said, we lost our son, but I saw how God gave his only son for us. I became so rich because I found the real treasure, a treasure I didn't have before. listening to the Open Doors live podcast with your hosts Mike Gore, Jocelyn Gotto and James Kazina. We hope the life-changing stories and lessons from the persecuted church help you follow Jesus no matter the cost. To find out more, head over to opendoors.org.au or opendoors.org.nz. I'm your producer Bethany Ross and we'll catch you next week for another episode of the Open Doors live podcast.